When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. If you are talking to other people in the wine industry, it's cat pee. What? That is not appealing. I think That's, you made that up. I promise you, this is a real thing. Cover, you know, I don't know if it's real or not. And you could back, just be bullshitting me. All right. Hi, I'm Topher. I'm Rachel. Welcome to True Crimes Against, Against Wine. Wine. Rachel here is going to be schooling me on everything pop culture today. And Topher is our wine expert extraordinaire. I am. You, you really are extraordinary. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a gift to humanity is what I am. You truly are. Let's talk about what we're getting into today. Okay, what what wine are we judging today? So I, I don't know the specific wine as mm-hmm. per usual. However, I do know that we are going to New Zealand. <sighs> Fun, and, adventurous. Yes, and we're drinking one of their uh, major national products. So Sweet. yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this because... New Zealand is a fascinating place and it's Mm -hmm. somewhere I've always wanted to visit. Yes. So just a little bit about New Zealand to kind of prepare your palate for what we're about to do. Okay. New Zealand, as you know, is an island nation Mm -hmm. right off the coast of Australia. Okay. It's consisting of two islands, the North Island and the South Island. I didn't realize it was two separate. It is. I had no idea. Okay. And there's there's kind of a big difference. Is there a bridge? Well, uh, no, it's a kind of a long sound that's in between okay. them. So you have to take a ferry as far as I I know. Maybe there's okay. a long bridge well, that's or fair. a tunnel. I'm not sure. So New Zealand has about 4.7 million people. Okay. To put that in perspective, it's a little less than one and a half percent of the U.S. population. Very small. Very small. It consists of 103,000 square miles. Mm-hmm. The state of Georgia is 58,000 square miles. Okay. With 10.6 million people. Yeah. So we are a little over half. We're about the size of one of the islands. So from what I gather, Georgia could totally invade New Zealand. Yes. Okay, let's do it. Well, we probably could. I'm sure that we have more guns, unfortunately. That's that's probably true. We Uh are in the South. Yeah. But it's very interesting when you think about that. So New Zealand being about twice the size of the state of Georgia, Mm -hmm. really a small place. However, has such a massive diversity when it comes to their terrain and climate. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about like all of the films that you watch. And then at the end, you're like, oh, that was filmed in New Zealand. And it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like the Sahara. Oh, that was filmed in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was took place at the North Pole. That was filmed in New Zealand. It's all in New Zealand. Ironically, by law, anything that's depicting New Zealand has to be filmed on three acres outside of Boise, Idaho. That's weird. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Fact checker. Fact checker is saying that is extremely accurate. So film industry is a huge thing about New Zealand. Also, there's like, I want to say it's like double the number of sheep to people Mm -hmm. in New Zealand, which Mm -hmm. I think is really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, So lots of wool, I imagine, coming out of New Zealand as well. High quality wool and mutton. (laughs) All your mutton needs are taken (laughs) care of. However, another thing that they're really well known for at this point in their, their history is wine production. Mm. Which is really kind of amazing because their wine production actually counts for just a little over 1% of the world's total. 
that's a really small amount to have the kind of reputation that they have. So they like to party. They, well, they like to sell to people, apparently, and yeah. I'm sure they like to party, I'm too. sure they do, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do when the well, only people around you are well, sheep? Well, let's, can we, can we try it? Let's try it. All yeah. right, cheers. Let's taste it. So what kind of wine is this? We're doing Sauvignon Blanc, which Ooh. is kind of the big thing coming out of Marlboro. Oh my Ooh. god, it smells so good. It's good. It's I like it. Have you sipped yours yet? No, I'm smelling I'm it. Always, I'm always quick to rush. Oh my gosh. Tell me what you're smelling. Why? <laughs> Topher, I know. I know. After all these episodes, I still haven't learned anything. Jesus. <laughs> Close your eyes. Pretend that you're not, you don't have okay. wine in front of you. Let me imagine I'm in New Zealand. You're in New Zealand. Hobbit's running around. Yes. A sheep brings me this glass of wine. Yes. What do you smell? Wine still. Maybe a hint. Okay, it's sweet, but there's like maybe a little hint of a mineralness okay. to it. Yeah, I can see that. It smells like salted grapefruit to me. Mmm, salted grapefruit. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to taste it. And taste think. it. Okay. Oh my God, that's delightful. Isn't it good? It's so good. It's really good. Oh man. It definitely still has that grapefruit quality to it, which is really nice, but it's not just the fruit of the grapefruit, mm-hmm. like the fleshy part. There's also like a little bit of peel. Okay. Kind of like a, not not bitterness, but just kind of a little that sets it off. It's got a little bit of grassiness to it, which I think is fun. Okay. Herbaceousness. Mm-hmm. And definitely that kind of like, like sea salt sort of thing. Okay. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. did you know that there's not a single vineyard on the South Island that is further than 80 miles from the coast? Oh, so they actually so, are getting yeah, like that salt. Lots of air. maritime influence. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I really tracks. I really like it. It's really, it's sweet, really but good. not overpoweringly sweet. Yeah. And again, I think you'll recall we or maybe not, because we drink a lot. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about that that flavor note of sweet before yes. when it comes to these fruitier wines, that it's kind of your brain tricking you because there's no residual sugars in this. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're getting like a really nice, ripe, lush fruit quality to it kind mm-hmm. of a tropical fruit quality almost too. yeah like mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of passion fruit Ooh, yeah i'm i'm pleased with it this I is have so to say easy. my expectations were not that high going really? into this yes really why is that is that because of who the defendant is yes it is and well, we'll get into okay. that in a bit yeah well well let's let's go ahead let's bring out the accused Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I want to okay. see. I want to see what this bottle looks like right. too. Yes. So we're gonna uncover our bottle because our accused name is on the bottle. Okay. Okay. So tell us what you see in the bottle. In vivo with a big blue X. It's a lovely shade of blue. Oh my God! It's SJP Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, our <gasps> defendant is Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm so excited and I'm so glad that I actually like this wine and said good things about it because <laughs> I would have felt really bad. I love Sarah Jessica Parker. Do you? I really do. I don't know a lot about her personally, but I really enjoy her work. Well, so. you're gonna learn. Feel okay. Feel the labels. So that blue. Oh, it's textured. It feels because yeah, it it's like a um mm-hmm. like a brushstroke. Yes. Like a painted brushstroke. What does in vivo mean in life? It sounds like something like that. I think I, our, is fact, it, our team of fact checkers will research it. And in guess, vivo. Yeah. But is yeah. that is that actual like Latin? Because I wouldn't imagine that it would have like an Italian or Spanish label for a New Zealand wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, this is exciting. And it did win a little award here. Let me tell you something. Yeah. About Marlboro Sauvignon Blancs. Mm-hmm. They are winning awards all over the place. And there are actual, like, several critics. Critics. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. <laughs> Here it goes. Um, several wine critics and wine writers who are currently saying that Marlboro Sauvignon Blancs are the best Sauvignon Blancs in the world. Which is really impressive when you think about it 
in terms of French Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. really dominating for a long time. Obviously, that's extremely subjective, and I don't know that I would agree with that necessarily. I think that both styles have their place in their own time. Yes. But. So I guess it's technically called in vivo X. Okay. Okay. So it's a scientific term in vivo. Oh, fun. Okay. Indicating that something has been observed in a living being as in an animal experiment or a clinical trial of a new drug. So I think we've just been poisoned. Or They've just drugged our wine. <laughs> but you know what? That's That's interesting when you think about a philosophy of wine as being kind of this inherent spirit that you're trying to to share with somebody. The Latin translation of in vivo is in a, a living, living thing. thing. Okay. okay. So what's fun about that is as I was doing some of my research about New Zealand wines, mm-hmm. um, we talk a lot about terroir when you're talking mm-hmm. about wines in general. Mm-hmm. And that's a French term meaning of the earth, but really more specifically translated in terms of the spirit behind the meaning. Mm-hmm. It's a sense of place. Mm-hmm. So you're when you're drinking something, it's not just about the earth that it was in. It's about the climate and and the community spirit even. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a Maori word for that that they use in reference to oh, winemaking in New Zealand. And I did have to look it up and okay. I still butcher the pronunciation, but I'm going to okay. try really hard and okay. know that I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. So it's Turanja Weiwei. Okay. And that is their Maori word for a sense of place. And I think that's really beautiful because one of the reasons that I got into studying wine in the first place was I loved the sense of community that happens from the beginning to the end. There's a sense of community when you think about the farmers and the vintners working together in a small community to create this beautiful product. And then there's such a great sense of community when you're enjoying and sharing that product Mm -hmm. as we are right now sitting together. we are enjoying it. Some hot goss. Yes. So I honestly, I was surprised that Sarah Jessica Parker was involved with a New Zealand wine. Why is that? Because I don't associate her with New Zealand whatsoever. I don't think you have to be associated with New Zealand, though. I mean, she's just she's making a business investment, right? At the end of the day. But she's not been in any of the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings movies. So how the hell did she get there? But their makeup work is so good. That's true. If they can make Orlando Bloom somehow in the second trilogy look both older and younger than his real self, imagine what they could do to Sarah (laughs) Jessica Parker. (laughs) Maybe she was one of the dwarves. Maybe. We don't know. There's no way to find out. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I wish there were. Yeah, but that, that kind of surprised me, though. So I, I would think that maybe she would be associated like with the French or or even California Californian yeah. wine. Yeah. I can or maybe see. that's just because I associate her so much with Carrie Bradshaw that it's kind of hard for me to separate. I think that's a pretty sex probably a pretty character common. Her as a person, yeah, yeah. In my head, like she definitely is a bi-coastal person who obviously films in LA and probably has a place there, but resides mostly in New York. Like in my right. head, she's just a New Yorker. That's just the way it is. And I think she honestly is. Like I, that's probably from true. what I've researched about her. So well, it is in my mind. So, so that's tell me fact. what you know about Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, obviously, biggest thing I know about her is Carrie. Bradshaw yes. in Sex in the City. Yes. Um, and then I've I've enjoyed several movies that she's been in since then. Mm-hmm. I love her in The Family Stone. I feel for her so mm-hmm. much in that movie. She gets bullied. She gets bullied so bad. And the first time I watched it, I was with an ex of mine at the time. Uh-huh. And he was just like, oh my God, I hate her character so much. She's such a bitch. And I'm like, you're part of the problem right now, sir. <laughs> you are part of the problem. That's why he's an ex. And then there was another movie... Oh, no, that was Helen Hunt. Never mind. What? How are you mixing the two of them up, Topher? Anyway, 
Now Sarah Jessica Parker will never be on our podcast. Please, please. Come. Or Helen Hunt. I also know that she, even outside of the Carrie Bradshaw character persona, mm-hmm. is a big fashion icon. She's very she involved with New York Fashion Week mm-hmm. and she's always on the best dressed. Sometimes not. Sometimes she's very controversial, but she takes risks. And that's what I like. About she her. does take she's a sartorial risk. Yeah. yeah. But not not always successfully, I would say. But who am I to, to say anything when I'm in my old navy? But you know what? Sweater and jeans right now. So. <laughs> I'm in a full ball gown. As you Dior. always are. And yet you will never let me borrow one. Mm. It's very rude. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, no, of course, about her as her character, Carrie Bradshaw. What else do you know? Anything else that you haven't yet said? She's married to Matthew Broderick, right? She is, yeah. They, they've been married for a really long time. They have been married for a really long time. Which is really sweet. They have been. We've talked about how we love a long really marriage. famous couples that stay together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me give you oh, a little... Oh. And she was in um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Helen Hunt when they're both kids. The dance movie. I've never seen it. Oh my God, it's so good. She... <laughs> She and Helen Hunt are 13-year-old girls. Mm -hmm. They go to school together. They're best friends. They're always having sleepovers. Mm -hmm. And she, Carrie Carrie Bradshaw, (laughs) it's already happening. Sarah Jessica Parker, Mm -hmm. she basically is playing this girl who loves dancing. And she's actually really good at it. And so she wants to be in this dance competition, but her parents won't let her. And so Helen Hunt helps her like sneak out of the house to go and do this. And then parents show up because they're worried about her. And then they see her dancing and they're like, you can do this. And she ends up like winning the whole thing and getting like a spot on a dance TV show or something. Mm. It's a really good 1980s movie. It is a 19. Yeah. Yeah. That was the peak sort of time for movies like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just a really fun interpretation of that. So you should check that out. I, I will. I'll go down to my local Blockbuster and rent it later. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah Jessica Parker was born in Ohio. That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't. I don't think of her as being from Ohio. I just feel like she sort it's of New like, York. Yeah, she sort of blossomed one day in like a French she garden. She emerged and... from a sewer drain. I don't know. Now not, you're the reason that she's I'm not, not going to be on our podcast. Her a sewer person. I'm just. You saying. just did. <laughs> Everyone heard you. <laughs> take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Jesus. She emerged from a vent from the subway. That's not any better. Like Athena from Zeus's head. I said she came from a flower. Is that because she always wore the big flowers on Sex and the City? Yeah, either yeah. either on her shoulder or on her head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, she was from Ohio. She's one of eight siblings. Wow. I know. This is... I had no idea. Still waters run deep, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like super into performing though as a child. Okay. And she got her first, her, well, her first big roles when she was 11 and mm. she was on Broadway. Really? What did, mm-hmm. do you it know? It was the production? play called The Innocence, which is I that, have never, is that, never um, seen. So I really don't know much about the plot of that. The Innocence is, is that, well, there, there's an old movie called The Innocence and it's sort of a play on like the turn of the screw plot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, where there's like dead children. Well, maybe she played dead. one of the kids or something. She might have, yeah. So because she was eleven. Mm-hmm. No, did she? Because it seems like she is a good dancer. From she is. She did go to the school of ballet. Okay. Wow. In, in New York, yeah. She's, she's got also, that ballet body. Let's she, be real. She does. Yeah. yeah. She's also a singer too. Because you know what her next ask. big role was on Broadway. No. What? Yes. Child. She was a child. Oh God, was she Annie? Yes! Was she, she was really? Annie. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm just picturing her with like a big fluffy red wig on. She could pull it off. 
She has a she had a very long face even as a kid. She does. She does have a long face. Yeah. And I think she's pretty. No, I think she's very pretty. Yeah. She has a, I love people who have an interesting face to look at. They have uh-huh. very interesting features. Yeah. People um, have been like really mean to her in the press about her looks, and I don't so think mean. that's deserved. Like there's that whole website. Um, when I was in college, someone showed it to me where it's just pictures people have uploaded of horses with her face photoshopped oh, over the awful. horse's face. That's awful. It's really funny, but it is so terrible. Don't yeah. cyber bully, guys. It's Don't not, cyber bully. It's not okay. But you should check that website out. If it's no, you sense. shouldn't. That is mean. We're not going to do it. You just yelled at me for insinuating that she was a sewer person. I'm just saying that other people. <laughs> well, that was bad. I didn't mean it in a bad way. I'm not bullying. I'm just pointing out that we turtles live in a sewer and they're doing great. Wait, is is she also radioactive? She might be. So we better be careful with this wine. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Okay, so she is. Why has she never like had any singing roles since then? Or has she? And I've just missed them. Hocus Pocus. Oh my god! She I never sings thought the creepy about that. little song to get the kids. It's true. Yeah, but she should be sharing her gift in a in a wider way. Like they make so many film versions of Broadway musicals now. I'm going to need her to be in one. Well, you call her agent. If if Kate Hudson can get a singing role in a mm. film version of a Broadway musical, then Sarah Jessica Parker should be able to. That's all I'm saying. Maybe she hasn't wanted to. I didn't ask. <laughs> well, okay. The people demand it. By people, we mean Topher. Why was... Okay, so you know how they do, like, a musical episode in, like, really popular shows? Yes. Why did Sex and the City not have a musical episode? Fun, fun idea. They're gonna... You know, they're doing the revival. It's gonna be all musical. Okay, guys, you have to help me start this. Like, all you jurors at home listening, help us start this movement. We need to pressure... The executives at HBO. Yes. Into making the reboot that's like 12 episodes long, all musical. No, just just one episode. All musical. Okay, I guess it's all musicals yes, now. Thank oh you. Oh my God. And we need also somebody who's really creative and poetic to write lyrics to the already existing Sex and the City theme song oh, that Carrie then oh, has sh- to sing. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's that. I'm sure if we just go to YouTube later. We will see the nonsense lyrics that people have. That's going to be a fun project for later. That's going to be a fun, drunken project for later. Or for all of our listeners, make up your own lyrics to the song and send them to us. Send them to us. Yeah. TrueCrimesAgainstWine at gmail.com. Yes. And we will decide whose is the best. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to give you anything. We'll give you full credit. We'll give you credit. Yeah. That's really the best you can ask for in any creative endeavor. Not full compensation when we'll the give checks you, start coming We'll give in. you exposure. <laughs> yes. We will pay you an exposure. That's, That's a right. thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's worth a lot. It, it, yeah. You can pay your bills with that. So <clears throat> her first role, do you know what her first role was in like film TV? Um, well, I would imagine that it was probably TV, not film. Okay. And I would imagine it was kind of probably like the either. 80s. Yeah. It's a okay. one episode because we're talking about first credited role, not like a walk on. She doesn't get credit, right? right but like starring role. Okay, any I, guesses? I want. Well, this is eighties. Yep. I really want it to be Murder She Wrote. Ooh, that would be great, but no. Okay, is I really show? want it to be Matlock. Mm, also good. Nothing murder based. I really or want crime it to based. be Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> You got it. Yay. What was it? Square pigs. I have no idea what square pigs are. Okay. It's, well, in this context, it was a very short-lived CBS sitcom. Okay. That only lasted one season. Oh. 
But she was able to translate that into some film roles. So was she just wasn't a one episode. She was like a star. No, that was the, the that was a star. Yeah. So in the eighties, she began to take on the roles in films like you described. The um, girls just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. She was in Flight of the Navigator. And I do not remember her in that, so I have to rewatch Flight of the Navigator. That was a really good. It's a good sci-fi film, kids film. Yes, it's about an alien that comes down, and a kid has to help the alien get home. I think. Oh, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. I might have it's seen definitely that definitely a rip when I was off really of E.T. Young. Yeah, but there's more spaceships in this one, and and SJP is in a better fashion, probably so. like really good alien fashion. She was not the alien. Oh. I mean, we could redo it. Let's reboot it. It's the age of reboot. As a musical. As a musical. She's also in Footloose, too. Small role in Footloose. Footloose. You know, I haven't seen it all the way through either. Can I say something that's really going to alienate our listeners, probably? Let's keep going with the alienation. I'm not a big fan of the song itself and don't feel like I would be a fan because it's a musical, right? Is Is it it a musical? musical or is it just the Kenny Loggins song is really big in it? Because it's all about dance, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's a musical, though, Dover. Oh. Again, there's no way to know. But Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. I don't understand. (laughs) So we've now made up this thing where everything she's in has to be a musical. Everything has to be a musical. Okay, keep keep drinking. I'm a a little behind me, bud. This is really delicious wine, and I I feel like I could... Okay, so we've talked about this before. Let's circle back around to the wine again. Yes, let's touch on the wine. Especially now that it's warmed up some. Yes. I have mentioned before when we were talking about Dave Matthews, actually, yes. that this style, this New Zealand Marlboro style of wine, which his was from California, but made by New a Zealand New Zealander, winemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I call this breakfast wine because Ooh, it yeah. just mm-hmm. feels so easy drinking. Like, I just want to be on a sun-soaked patio overlooking a beautiful coastline. Yes. Eating a crepe right now. Let's do it. Yeah. But... Right now, New Zealand's actually pioneering a lot of really fun experimentation with new styles of their Sauvignon Blanc. Interesting. And one of them, which I'm really anxious to try before some asshole who has, like, a really large production Mm -hmm. gets a hold of it and ruins it, is they're experimenting with doing sparkling champagne versions of Sauvignon Blanc, which, because it has such a great, like, naturally citrusy, tropical fruit, kind of grapefruit flavor to it anyway... Now that it's sparkling, basically just makes it inherently like a grapefruit mimosa, right? I I really love that, yeah. I love it because I'm like sitting here thinking they're at a board meeting for all of the vintners in the area. And they're like, how do we make breakfast wine more breakfast? And somebody's like, add Cheerios. And somebody else is like, no, 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 fam. Make it sparkling. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. So is this a wine that you would have in the morning with your, your Pop-Tarts and your <laughs> toaster strudels? My, my strudels? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Have a wine, you know, drop your kids off in the carpool line. Who cares? Yeah. Go for it. Go, live, live your best life. Yes. We're all doing the best we can right now, okay? We are. <laughs> so are you getting any different notes? I am. What are you getting now? The fruit component is still there and it's really mm-hmm. prominent, but it is it has mellowed. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a little bit more of like a white pepper, which is really fun. Oh, we've talked about white pepper before. It's my rap name. Yes, it is your rap name. <laughs> it's because I stuck my finger in the wine. Okay. I want you to rap about this right now. I will not. <laughs> I am on rap strike until Sarah Jessica Parker does a musical episode of Sex in the City. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair trade-off. Um, and I'm also getting a lot more of those kind of herbaceous, kind of grassy notes. Okay. Which is something very fun, too. There's a duality uh-huh. to how you describe that particular flavor. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are talking to the general public, mm-hmm. you will refer to this as grassy notes. Okay. 
if you are talking to other people in the wine industry, uh-huh. it's cat pee. What? Because it has... That is not appealing. I think you made that up. I'm not making it up. I promise you this is a real thing. Jeffrey, you know I don't know if it's real or not. And you could fact, just be bullshitting me. Yep. Well, it's 100% think- a thing. But here's why. Mm. Here's why. Okay. So that flavor and that pungency mm-hmm. comes from something called pyrazines. Okay. And it's a naturally uh, apparent chemical in the grape itself. Okay. Now, as those grapes sit in the sun, mm-hmm. the pyrazines dissipate okay. the longer they're in the sun and ripening. Okay. So it's going to be more prevalent. You're going to get a much more pungent sort of cat pee slash grassy aroma and flavor the more unripe the grapes are. So if you're getting like a really cheap mass produced, like just for instance, California Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I'm not going to name any brands because I don't want to get sued, but you're going to get a lot more of that with those because Mm -hmm. they're, they're not caring for the grapes as much. Okay. However, with something like this, they're clearly, they know what they're doing. And also New Zealand tends to, uh, in this particular area, have a lot more of long sun exposure during the day, but then really cool nights. Mm -hmm. So you're getting that ripening that's happening over a prolonged period. Okay. So that those pyrazines are really dissipating. So. But why do they have to refer to it as cat pee? I cannot get past this. Because it smells like cat pee. But that does not make me want to drink it. That's why we don't tell the public that. That's what we talk about. Well, in our... secret's out now, Topher. It's not really that big a secret. I can't believe you've never heard of this before. Oh, I've heard of cat pee before. It's this new thing. <laughs> Cats can urinate now. They can what? have it all. They can have it all. A modern 21st century cat. Um, all right. Let's move back to Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Give me so... some more splendid tidbits about her. So she started getting these film ro- roles in the 80s, mm-hmm. also in the 90s. Um, she was in do, 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 L.A. Story, okay. Holly, uh, sorry, Honeymoon in Vegas with uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, I've heard of that movie, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Right. Hocus Pocus is the big 90s one that we've all. You made. know, that's it's funny because I just kind of assumed growing mm-hmm. up. Mm hmm. Because I wasn't really aware of Sarah Jessica, Car- Jessica Parker as a person right. until Sex in the City. And then, of course, I realized, oh, yeah, she was in Hocus Pocus right. and everything. But I just kind of assumed when she was in Hocus Pocus that she was already, like, a really huge star. But it sounds she, like she was a little bit more. She wasn't. She was still oh. on the rise. Also, around this same era, uh-huh. one of my favorite roles of all time that she plays First Wives Club. Oh, yes. For, okay. So that was another big film of hers in the 90s, First Wives Club. Talk Club. about a great cast. It came cast. out. Oh, yeah. Also, Bette Midler. Yeah, Bette Midler. Um, and SJP. Two films SJP, that they had in the 90s. I had never connected that before. Goldie Hawn. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on her name? Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, And then the, the male cast was really big, too. Yes. No, Sarah Jessica Parker did not sing in that. She did not sing. No, because she was the second wife. Yeah. So she wasn't allowed to sing. Yeah. Oh, and what's her face? Elizabeth something. Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell. Yes. Remember, she plays the yes. like, young film ingenue who turns out to be underage. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, classic movie. Maggie Smith. Oh, and Maggie Smith. She was in it, too. I she don't was, remember she's the, in it. She's the Park Avenue older socialite who tricks Sarah Jessica Parker into oh, getting into, that at the auction? Yes, into oh, bidding way too yes. much and getting the really ridiculous interior decorator to come in. Oh, and spend all that money. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Maggie Smith was so good at oh, that. Oh man, that's a good film. She's so snarky. We need to like add to our film list. Yeah. 
So we need to watch that. Have you ever, speaking of 90s films mm-hmm. with Sarah Jessica Parker, have you ever seen Ed Wood? It is the best. I don't think I we have. We watched Fact Checker and I watched it years ago. Really? Yeah. I thought Ed Wood was an actor. He was a director. He was a real person. Okay. But in the film, um, oh, Trash Human Johnny Depp plays him. But Sarah Jessica Parker plays Ed Wood's wife. Okay. But it's a good movie. Also, is it a biopic? Kind of, but in like a funny Like a satirical way. sort of? Kind of satirical. It's just kind of a nice, weird movie. I don't think you've done a very good job of describing this movie. I have no idea still what it's about. I think I've done a fantastic job. <laughs> and I don't know why you are complaining. It may be time to cross-examine you. So it's a musical, right? Yes, it's a musical. Um, she was also in Mars Attacks. Which I saw recently, the Tim Burton film. Yep. But I don't remember her being in it. Why don't I remember that? I don't know why you don't. I can't explain your brain. Okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> so we're going to fight about how okay that is. Okay, okay. Fine. Fine. Um, did she have a big role in that, or was it kind of a... I mean, that was kind of like an ensemble cast anyway. It was an ensemble cast. And that's that's true. Like, when it comes to casts like that, I can often not remember people who were in it because there's so many Okay, cameos. so was she the one who ends up getting... Her head attached to the, like, the little chihuahua or something. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What year did that come out? I want to say 97 or 98. Okay. It was right before Sex in the City. Okay. So this was kind of like her trajectory. And then Sex in the City started in 1998. Okay. And went into 2004. Right. And I actually just, like, within the last month, watched every single episode all over again, like, in... Okay, I want to hear your thoughts, because that show I don't think has aged well at all. Parts of it have, and then parts of it I was like, oh. They're very problematic problematic parts. A lot of problematic parts of Sex and the City. Also, I think that it's interesting uh, watching it as, like, a young adult versus watching it now. As an old adult. You're, as a very grounded, still young adult. There we go. um, (laughs) is, Is interesting because you're kind of philosophy on the characters themselves changes so much. Yes. Like I used to, you know, you remember everybody wanted to be a Carrie. Like if, if you were talking to your friends, she's the star. She's the star. Yeah. Yeah. Now watching it through again, I was like, I had this horrible realization where I was like, Oh, I think I might actually be a Carrie in a lot of my life. And this is not, and it's not a good thing. Yeah. Like she, she has some growth that she needs to work on. She, Okay. You you keep drinking your okay. glass, and yeah. we're gonna get into let's sex get in into the sex city. in the city. Yeah, let's get into it because it because this is what the people are here for. It's a doozy. It is quite a doozy. So first, let's ask you what's your who's your favorite character? Um, can I say none of them <laughs> because no having you have to like pick somebody again like okay so I watched it in college. I had a friend mm-hmm. who got like the bootleg DVD. Yeah, yeah, every, collection. we all had that. Yeah, and like the episodes weren't always in order. <laughs> Same on this. This was my first like time DVDs. watching it through in the so actual kind of order. Skip around yeah. a little bit. You're like, oh, whatever. But yeah, at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, being like young in New York and single, like, oh, so much fun, so cool, da 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 da. But now, like rewatching, my reaction now is like, this show is so cringy, mm, and really? these people are so awful. They are these terrible. Characters people. are terrible, especially the first two seasons. I will say, yes. Before legitimate development and growth starts to happen in the characters, I don't I'm think like, they did a lot of growth. Oh, they did. Miranda, okay. for instance, Miranda is my favorite. She's who I aspire to be. Okay. The first two seasons, they write. You her dress character, way better than Miranda, though. But she gets her act together a little bit towards the end. Like she's a little better. Things, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely when it comes to fashion, 
I am Carrie Bradshaw. That's 100%. Yes. Her fashion was always fun. Yes. I do appreciate that about her um, clothes. There were some swings and some misses, sure. but that's okay. Yeah. But no, Miranda, she was painted in the first two seasons as being that just kind of fuddy-duddy, stick-in-the-mud kind of character. Yeah. But once they really started paying more attention to her, she had the most growth. She went after what she wanted. She can't have it all. She was the only responsible person, first of all. And she was the one who, like... When they're sitting at their brunches and everybody's complaining about what's happening in their life, she's the only one who had actual problems where it's like, y'all need to shut up and listen to Miranda right now. Like, she's dealing with real life. I would also argue that Charlotte had some real problems, too, and was also fairly responsible. <sighs> she became a little bit more of that, but how much of that series, like, over half the series was her complaining about not being able to find a husband. Yes, so that's my biggest problem. And she was inherently rich. She came from generational wealth and had, like, a multi-million dollar... I know. Apartment that she was able to still keep. And she like worked in a gallery. I'm like, yeah. okay, you're having a rich just, person job. Whatever. She became what's it called? Like a, a docent? No, she wasn't a docent. Yes, she was, was she? in the museum. Yeah. Oh God. So that's like a volunteer for free. Yes, job. she was volunteering. Well, she was volunteering like, is usually free. I just really want to get back into my work in the museum. And so then she like signed up to be a docent. Well. Because she didn't fucking need to work. I mean, she was rich. Okay, so my problem with sex in the city is that. Carrie is a little more nuanced with who she is. She's hard to peg, but Samantha is like the slutty one. Yeah. Miranda's the Which uptight. she too. When but, she gets but into this her. this is how they're presented though. Like Miranda's like the bitchy business one. And Charlotte's She's the, the traditional. Conservative. Yeah. Like I need a man one. And they don't really develop beyond that. I mean, they do have like some growth, but it's very I think you need to minimal. watch the seasons over again. Because I would argue that there is growth. I would argue that there is not. But I would say that there is. Well, okay. We're going to fight about this. So let's fill up your glasses. Please do. <laughs> so Please we can throw it do. at each other. This is not throwing wine. No, this is We should start throw. bringing throwing wine with us, though. Yeah. In case we actually like the wine that we're drinking. We do just need a backup wine to, like, toss in each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what else do you want to talk about in terms of Sex in the City? Well, okay, my overall issue is that for a show that's supposed to be about, like, Young women being single out in the town. Like, it's very conservative in its values. This was also literally, like, 23 years ago. And and that's true. Like, you do have to have the perspective that it is a few decades old. Because it was pretty groundbreaking when it came out. It was. The way that they were talking about sex, so frankly, all the nudity. Oh, my God. There's so much delicious There is a lot of nudity in in the show, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that part, like, was groundbreaking, but in terms of, like, the women and exploring their sexuality, like, that wasn't a thing. It was just they were just dating and sleeping with a lot of guys. Yeah. That was kind of it. Yeah. Also, just in terms of, if you want to talk about problematic things, just in terms of Carrie's storyline, the fact that she, like, big is trash. Let's just say... Mr. Big is trash. He is garbage. She is in an emotionally abusive relationship with him. and I agree. And she ends up carrying that through into her relationship with Aiden, who is the person she should have ended up with. Okay. 100%. Everybody was like, oh, Aiden's too boring for Carrie. Well, guess what, Carrie? You're boring, too. Yeah. All you like is shoes. How about that? That's your whole personality. You put shoes in your oven. (laughs) And then you eat them. And then you eat them. You turn it to 350, sprinkle a little Parmesan on top, and And call it a lasagna. No, but Aiden, I don't think he was boring at all. He I don't was, think he was boring. He was, he was earthy and he was grounded. And so people thought, oh, well, he's not this rich big shot who can just jet off to Paris anytime he wants to. Well, and, and he that treats was, her nice. That was Carrie's loss because she ends up with Mr. Big, who's a dick. And she's honestly, Carrie's terrible too. Yeah. So good luck with your terrible relationship, Carrie. Yeah. 
I hope you both are unhappy. Well, and we saw in the first movie that she was. And then she had to find herself. But they get together and then she cheats on Mr. Big with Aiden in the second movie. Right. Which is just like, Carrie, get your shit together. This is okay. So I'm excited about the new reboot. But I'm also like, what's going to happen with this? Okay. Chris Noth does not want to be part of the reboot. You know, I've met him. Oh my gosh. Have you? Several times. Is he like Mr. Big or is he nicer? He's super nice. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. There was one that actually came to his defense in mm-hmm. this particular instance. So okay. he came into the the restaurant that I was working in uh-huh. one night and sat at the bar. And he sat at like the corner bar seat, uh-huh. furthest away from everybody, furthest away from service bar, everything. Like had his newspaper and his book. Literally everything about him was screaming, I want to be left alone right now. Right. If you bring reading materials to a bar, you don't want to interact with others. Yeah. People kept coming, like patrons of the restaurant kept coming up to him and taking pictures and shit. And he ended up like canceling his order after his appetizer, paying out. He still paid for like the food that he didn't eat. Very nice. Yeah. Uh I thought it was very classy. He tipped Mm -hmm. on the full amount very well. And he he stormed out Mm -hmm. because he was like, "I, I can't do this anymore. And my other like server and bartender friends were just floored by how immature he was acting. They were like, you don't come into a restaurant and then expect that people aren't going to like mess with you. And I'm like, no, you should, it doesn't matter who you are. You should be able to come into a restaurant in a public space because you are a human being and sit down, have the cues that are like, please leave me alone. And then expect to be left alone. Like people, other people need to be better is what I'm saying. And also the fact that that happened, even if it was, inappropriate for him to expect to be left alone the fact that he canceled his order paid for it and then still tipped on the food that he wasn't getting Mm -hmm. is pretty great i think that's that's a good like stand-up move i think he's a stand-up and i i get like being annoyed like if you're just trying to go and have like a quiet night out and have like a nice meal and enjoy your time and be bugged like yeah you'd want to get the fuck out of there yeah i don't blame him at all I don't either. So, Chris Noth, I apologize to you. You are not your character, Mr. Pig. You are not. You're a great person. You can come on our pod- podcast anytime. It's a pod show. Our hodgepodge. Our pod show. We're pod our people mod- who have a show. We are pod people. That's an accurate description of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are a ton of guest stars on Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a choice in today's cross-examination. Oh, okay. All right. I'm the expert witness here. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So do and, you... And jurors, you pay attention and you can also quiz along with us at home. Yes. Oh, we are expecting you to quiz along at home. Yes. I hope that you're also drinking wine. Otherwise, you are in contempt of court. So... I also want to know how, how many our jurors get right that I don't especially. So if you got like a perfect Mm. score in this quiz, please let us know or let us know if you have like an issue with some of the answers, because I feel like my essay questions and reasonings behind things are often really great. Anyway, tag me. Okay. So we are crimes against wine on Facebook as well as Instagram. Instagram, Yes. Please, please tell us what you think. Um, If my questions are good or amazing, I would love to hear (laughs) the only two options, by the way. If she sucks, don't say anything. Well, I don't suck, so why would they say anything? I, you're totally right. Okay. So do you want to be cross-examined about Sarah Jessica Parker's life, personal, like random facts, or Sex and the City guest stars? Let's start with Sex and the City guest stars since we're already kind of on a Sex and the City role. Because okay. I feel like I'm we can, we can transition. We can, we can totally the transition. Turn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Sex and the City has had a lot of guest stars. So many. Over the years. So in season six. Okay. The last season. Yes. 
David Duchovny guest stars as Carrie's high school boyfriend. However, there is a problem with him. And I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. Was his problem A, that he was going into rehab so they couldn't fully reconnect? Or B, he was going into a mental institution. It was so they a, couldn't fully reconnect. It was a mental institution. It was. It Congrats. Was. Celebratory yep. set for you. Yes. Okay. And then I wondered. Are we all just crazy? That's ableist language, Rachel. Well, it's sex in the city language for you. That's true. Okay. So, among the other notable guest stars, there mm-hmm. have been some famous musicians. Oh, okay. This is not going to go well for me because I probably didn't know who they were. Okay. So one musician guest starred as a guy that Carrie picks up during a therapist session. Like she meets him in the therapist I remember this storyline. Was this guest star? Oh, no. I didn't know that he was a celebrity. Uh Uh-oh. This will be fun then. Bono. Do you know who Bono is? I know who Bono. I don't know what Bono looks like. I know who Bono is. Okay. Bono. Yeah. Chaz Bono? Nope. Bono from YouTube. From YouTube? Yes. Okay, YouTube's Bono. Okay. John Bon Jovi. From the John Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi's. Or John Cougar Mellencamp. Which of those three was the real guest star? John Cougar Mellencamp. No. Take a drink. Okay, do I get a second guess? Sure. Bon Jovi. Yes, it was Bon Jovi. I'm going to step again. Yeah. So I should have known that. Mm-hmm. Because I know what he looks like, like 15 years later. When okay. he's in the movie New Year's Eve. Oh my God. I hate that that's your reference for John Bon Jovi. I mean, I know his songs too. That's not my reference. Okay, what are his songs? So my favorite is the You Give Love a Bad Name. Okay. You give love yeah. a bad Shot name. to the heart. Yeah. And you're to blame. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh-huh. And then there's also Living on a Prayer. Yes. Okay, so you do know a little yeah, Bon Jovi. I do. Congrats. I'm very cultured. Okay. So this this next question is for our fact checker. So he has to answer? No, just because he'll enjoy it. Okay. So shout out to fact checker. Shout out to fact checker. So there's one episode in season three okay. where Carrie is playing. She's dating the bisexual guy. Oh and she's yeah. She's super weird about him being bi, and it's awful. And that episode is not aged well at all. Also, can we talk about the reason that she's weirded out by him being bisexual? Is because she's afraid now that. She has double the competition for him to cheat on her. Because she's so insecure and because, terrible. Well, she was already a little bit insecure, but then it just ruined her. Well, she ruined herself because she's a bad person. Anyway, so Carrie's at this party with her bisexual boyfriend. Right. And there are a bunch of other party guests there, and they, they're playing Spin the Bottle. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there is a woman, a 90s musician. I woman. know this. I know this. Okay. Who guest stars, and she spins the bottle and ends up kissing Carrie. I know who it is. <laughs> All right, so is that woman Tori Amos, uh-huh, uh-huh. Fiona Apple, uh-huh, or Alanis uh-huh. Morissette? It's Alanis Morissette! Yes! Take your drink. One of our angry 90s women that our fact checker loves. Cheers. So I actually know that because I paused that scene and asked fact checker when mm-hmm. I was watching it, is that Alanis Morissette? <laughs> yes, it is, sir. That's why it sticks out in my brain. Okay, I'll do one more celebrity okay. question for you. And then you. I'm going to tell you my favorite celebrity appearance. Okay, that's fair, because there are a lot. There's so many, Like you, Like, this is an entire list, and I didn't even fit all of them in on here. So, John Slatterly, who... That's not a name. It is. 
you know what he looks like? He was on Mad Men. He's the guy who always plays like the I've older, distinguished guy. Fat Checker, can you look up a picture? Wait, John Slatterly, is he the guy? He's got like salt and pepper hair, like yes. very like silver fox daddy. Yes, that, right? that's, yes. His, that's his yes. vibe, totally. Okay. So he is dating Carrie. Yes, I remember this. Um, what season? Season three. So he and Carrie are dating. He plays a politician. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is one of my favorite storylines. Okay. And he has a fetish. Yes, he and does. Carrie is not down with no, it. No, she's not. So tell me, tell me that fetish. Um, he wants her to pee on him. Yep. And then she's like, well, maybe I could just like leave the... No, she says first, like, maybe I could try like some warm tea. Yes. And then like maybe eventually we can work up to like me leaving the door open while I'm going. But I honestly don't even think I can do that. Yeah. And then he gets really pissy with her. (laughs) Pun intended. Oh, 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 yeah. Cheers. 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 We deserve a sip just for that. We do. He breaks up with her. Mm hmm. So then she writes about him in her column. Yeah, to she pee does. Or not to pee. Yes. That column. <laughs> oh, that was a great moment. Uh-huh. And you say she's a bad person. That was a Slytherin move through and through. Oh, Carrie is a Slytherin. Ooh, who are the other girls? Oh, okay. Charlotte's a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, yeah. Miranda's Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Miranda's Ravenclaw, yeah, and and Gryffindor for Samantha for sure. See, I could say Samantha could be Slytherin also. I think she could be too. Yeah. I think I that think people would Carrie argue that Carrie could be a Gryffindor, but she's, she's a Gryffindor, actually, but she's actually a Slytherin. Yeah, when it comes down to it. Yeah, we've decided. This is the way it is. This we've made our judgment. Oh, and then like um uh Stanford, he's Dobby. Oh my god. Okay, so that's okay, let's get to the problematic parts of the show. Wait, first I want to tell you my my favorite celebrity. Oh yes, parents. okay, tell me your favorite celebrity. Kristen Johnson as the woman who falls out the, <gasps> the fucking window. window. I know. When she opens up the freaking window with her cigarette and then um what's his, what's her face? Uh who played Murphy Brown? Candace Bergen. Bergen. Yeah, yeah. Candace Bergen is like, excuse me, you can't smoke in here. And she's like, oh come off it. And then, like, starts talking about how, like, you know what's wrong with New York these days? Yeah. And then just mid-monologue, falls out falls the fucking the window. window. Greatest moment of sex in the city. It was so, that's yes. my favorite moment. Yeah. 100%. Because it was so just bizarre and off the wall. It was very I unexpected. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the reactions is just so brief. Because you expect there to be, like, screams, but it's yeah. just, like, panned to the room and everyone's, like, just kind of shock face. Yeah. Meanwhile, across town, <laughs> it's like, What? As so and so is falling out the window, Charlotte was falling in love. Like one of the right? Yes, it's exactly years. like that. Yes, or like meanwhile, while so and so was falling out the window, Samantha was falling into bed with Mister Short. Yeah, one hundred percent. Basically, so yeah. problematic. Okay, so how they treat people who aren't rich white straight people? Yes, is awful. Yes, it's awful. As someone who is. Not rich. rich. No, you are rich. And not straight. I'm not rich enough. Enough. <laughs> no. Um, you haven't reached that billionaire status yet. Yeah, it's... Okay, so we also need to talk about that in terms of kind of a, a queer theory thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone has a boyfriend that isn't, like a gay boyfriend, mm-hmm. who isn't like a rich person, it's it's because he is a young hot, vaguely ethnic of some sort Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And it's like a fetishized sort of thing. Yes. Which is not okay. 
There is a lot of fetishizing yeah. people on Sex and the City. Which I think is partly kind of what the show was built itself up for. Not, I'm not saying that that justifies it. I'm just saying that, no. that was kind of an overarching theme throughout it, every it, story. It was because it was like supposed to be exploring like all these different sexual encounters and blah, blah, right. blah. And as you said earlier, it's a show that's two decades old at yeah. this point. So mm-hmm. obviously through a lens now in 2021, it's different than in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I just want to say that while as a society, I think it is as a society. Yeah, there we go. Um, Let's get in our soapboxes. Here we go. Um, I'm going to give you a very slurred, drunken soapbox. Yep. As a society, I think it's really important that we educate ourselves and are aware of these things and able to move on. However, there is that moment when you're just sitting in your own house watching Sex in the City through chronologically for the first time ever. And watching it since, like, for the first time since you were in college, Mm -hmm. and it was, you were more, like, age-appropriate for when they were talking about this. That's really annoying to have to, like, have that nostalgia ruined. It's really fucking annoying. I'm not saying, I'm saying that it's correct that we do that, but it's also just, like, man, every time I think that I, like, have something that I'm holding on to. Why can't I just enjoy one thing? Right? I know. Yeah, it's it's a problem, but. (sighs) It is, but... You know, what are you going to do about it? Well, try and be a good person. Let's see what they do in the reboot. Again, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how they handle, because I feel like it has to inherently be so different well, to not fall into the same tropes. And I know that Kim Cattrall is not going to be in it. It's going to be very different. Like, how is the dynamic going to work with just the three of them without Samantha and her stupid sex puns? Except, is it going to be just the three of them? Or is Stanford or his husband, who's no. I can't remember, going oh, to I like... I forget Stanford's husband's name. The loud Italian guy. Anthony? He is Anthony, yeah. 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 Who is hilarious in real life. He's been on several episodes of the reboot of The Match Game that Alec Baldwin hosts. Oh! And well, he I'm not is... an Alec Baldwin fan, but... Well, you don't have to be. We don't have to get into Alec Ball. Let's not. You don't have to be because. And his fake Anthony, Spanish wife. Anthony is on it. <laughs> Hilaria. Hilaria. Oh, she's yeah. so hilaria. Yeah, but no, Anthony is really funny on it. And mm. he just honestly, if unless he's putting on a persona for Match Game, which I'm sure to some extent he is. Yeah. But it's just an extension probably of his actual personality, which makes me think like when they cast him, they didn't cast a character. They cast him Correct. in this role which yeah. is kind of, I, that's always the best tv yes. right yeah yes. but yeah i mean there sex in the city really fell into these stereotypes mm-hmm. with the gay characters were over the top yeah stereotypes any person who wasn't white kind of fell into the over the top stereotype or they were fetishized by these white women um one of the show one of the major examples of that is there's an episode where um stanford is dating a new guy and mm-hmm. he's a very like hunky built white guy and i think it was samantha's character w- accidentally walks in on him in a changing room mm-hmm. getting a blowjob from the guy and mm-hmm. samantha's relating the story to carrie and mm-hmm. carrie's like wait stanford was getting a blowjob and kim Cattrall is like I know. I was as surprised as you are. I love your, your Samantha impression. That's how she sounds. Yes. Um, I need you to speak like this for all of our future episodes. Fine. <laughs> um, but it was it was very much like, it was supposed to be a funny sort of joke. And it, and it is, it lands. But it was also this weird sort of like division of top, mm-hmm. bottom, and like Nelly bottom sissy kind of persona right. that Stanford was portraying that he couldn't be the 
you know, dominant one in exactly. that, in that yeah, moment exactly. or in his sexual relationship with that yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Which for, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, there was still a lot of stigma and, and there wasn't a lot of representation happening. So accurate representation certainly wasn't going to be happening. That's yeah. It doesn't make it right, point, but yeah. it, it is a, an explanation. At yeah. Least. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's always that struggle of like trying to be aware of the time in which something was created. Right. But uh, yeah, so we're not going to get into all the problems. The movies, I'm not even going to get into those because they're pieces of garbage, especially the, the movies, second one. Okay, so I recently watched the first movie again. The first movie is much better than the second. Well, Jennifer Hudson has a lot to do with that. Oh, Let's just be she's real. She's so sweet, but she's she has so terrible. Sweet. She was given awful lines. Well, awful. She, I was awful very drunk when I was watching lines. it, so okay. I don't remember. Do you know what? Oh, oh my God, I will tell you. Okay, t- please do. I will tell please you. Please do. All right, prepare yourself. I am. I would really like you to myself. have like a mouthful of wine as I say this because I want to see if you're going to like spray the wine Wait, out. Wait, let me, let me put my tea in. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, Jennifer Hudson plays her, her assistant. Her yeah. assistant. Which, can we also just talk about how great it would be to have. Like just be a person, just a regular person. Like I'm not a CEO, but I have a personal assistant. Oh, I would like that. They could manage all my things. Right? That'd be so nice. It's all fun and games though, until you don't know how to work your own thermostat. That's all I'm saying. That's a personal job, and I appreciate that. I also don't know how to work my own thermostat. I have to get Fact Checker to (laughs) do it for me all the time. My thermostat. (laughs) Fact Checker is our personal assistant. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. You're not getting a purse for Christmas. You're not getting a Louis Vuitton purse, which is okay. So Which was Carrie, not a great purse to get. Well, but it was very trendy at the time. Because mm. that movie, the first movie came out in 2008 at the height of Louis Vuitton. And I was actually buying tickets for Wicked in Leicester Square, London. Okay. Which is kind of their, um, like where they they do all their movie premieres. Uh-huh. When the cast, like I'm getting there, I'm there with all of my fellow students. Mm-hmm. And we're buying uh, our tickets for Wicked at this discount student rate. We got like third row tickets for like mm-hmm. 15 pounds. It was ridiculous. Oh, but there's like all of these people screaming and and we're like, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And it was because it was the day of the premiere. It happened during the day, which I thought was weird. Huh. But yeah, they were Sarah Jessica Parker and the rest of the cast uh-huh. were all getting out of their limos and doing the red carpet thing. And we could like totally see it. It felt very close. Obviously, it was like across the, the square, but it felt very close. I felt like I was part of a moment. And I it was think for you the, were part of the moment. I, I think you were. I was. I'll include you. I was. I wasn't Guess actually, <laughs> I wasn't even officially out until the next day. Really? Mm-hmm. I had my first gay experience later And that then night. I realized. And then I realized. Isn't life just one big performance? <laughs> then I realized dick is good. It's like if Samantha wrote the column. <laughs> it would not be like a pun at all. It would just be like just be a like, sex reference. Fellatio. End of story. <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> orgasm. That's a whole column. <laughs> yep. So, okay, getting back to the terrible line. Oh, yes, what happened? So Carrie says to Jennifer Hudson, whose character's name is Louise. Hand me the bottle. Okay, I will. We need we need to fill you up on this. Or, sorry, excuse me, Jennifer Hudson first says to, to Carrie, Oh, you gave me a Louis Vuitton bag, da-da-da-da-da, I love it, blah, 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 whatever. And then, That's verbatim. Yes, that's exactly what she said. It was very sarcastic and dry, and Carrie didn't pick up on it. <laughs> but then Carrie says, and St. Louis, you brought me back to life. Because Louise's character was from St. Louis. Oh, that's a really terrible... That's just lazy yeah, writing. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You can't blame, like, you can't blame Sarah Jessica funny. Parker like, for that. I'm saying this right now, and like nobody is laughing whatsoever, because that line is shit. That's really terrible. Yes. 
I do remember that happening now. Yeah. But it's like in the movie, like, and like, there's like the pause, like for the audience to laugh in the theater and people I'm sure it's like, no, thank you. Are you supposed to laugh though? Or are you supposed to go, Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Like a little laugh cry situation. Yeah. I didn't either. I did neither. Not a good line. Not a good movie. The second movie is worse. The second movie is worse, but it's also more fun as like a guilty indulgence because you know, they're in Dubai. Do you know what one of Samantha's great lines from the second movie is? I'm sure it's when she's being thrown out of the hotel for like. No, it's, it is when she's having sex with the dude on the desert fact checker. Do you know this? So they're in Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. and Samantha's having sex with this dude. And of course, like, they get caught and arrested, blah, blah, blah. But she says instead of like Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence, Lawrence of Mylabia. Yes. Which is terrible. <laughs> if you were having an intimate moment with somebody and they said that, you would just be like, no, thank you. Please leave my home. Would you though? Would you? Because full disclosure... Yes. Full disclosure, I was watching... A porn called Lawrence and I was not. No, I was watching Celebrity Wheel of Fortune because okay. I'm, an, I'm an old person. And because you were 80 years old. And one of the clues... And eating my dinner at 3.30 in the afternoon. One of the puzzles was it was the before and after. Okay. And so the answer to it was Jennifer Lawrence of Arabia. And oh when I figured it out ahead of the celebrities, by the way, because I may be 80, but I've got the mental acuity of a 21 year old. Of a 70 year old. <laughs> of a 65 year old. Take that. I definitely like with my dog sitting next to me, shouted out in Samantha voice, Jennifer Lawrence of my labia. Perfect. And if I had been the celebrity on that show, I still would have done that and taken the. The hit. The hit. Yeah. yeah. You're like worth it. They would have bleeped yeah. you. Landed. They would have bleeped they you. They would have. I don't think they can say labia on Wheel of Fortune. I don't think, I don't it, think it's allowed. I don't think Pat Sajak knows what a labia is. Mm, that's probably accurate. He's a, like a weird, crazy conservative. He's so weird. crazy conservative. I yeah. know. And he has like it's bizarre weird. Twitter and stuff. Vanna yeah. White is not. Yeah, he you know does. That? Ooh, who's the fact checker now, fact checker? Yeah. So <laughs> also, I learned this recently and it made me really happy. Uh-huh. Vanna White makes more than him. I'm glad to hear that. Good good job, she's Vanna invested White. her money very, very well, and she, Vanna White, she's worth more. If you're listening, and we know you are, make a wine, and we'll. Oh my God! Please make a wine, Vanna White. <gasps> Call it your Vanna White. What wait, is that? Just the name? Well, as opposed to like Vanna Reds, you don't want that. We need. I think we need a bit more though. Vanna Blanc. Vanna Blanc. Vanna Blanc. That's Perfect. her. That's her like sassy drag name when she goes out on the town with her gay friends. Yes. I'm I Vanna think, Blanc. I kind of feel like this is a boxed wine. That's fine. I've been drinking a lot of box wine, box wine lately. There's a Vanna White movie. Oh, there is a Vanna White movie. What? It's called, oh my God, what Vanna is it? White Goddess of my Love life? or something like that. I think it's Goddess of Love. And she what? literally she literally plays Aphrodite sent down to earth. Wait, what year? It's the 70s? Like, late 80s, is... early 90s, like 89 to 91. Ooh, or I feel like that is too late for that to be okay. But it's a multi, yeah, she has amazing hair. It's a multi, huge cast kind of thing. Uh-huh. She's sent down to teach some dude that he can love again. What? And he is a hairdresser who I could swear was gay, but then you find out halfway through the movie that no, that's actually the guy that she was sent to teach about love. But her father- Wait, are you saying gay people can't love Topher? Not in a heterosexual Not in a Vanna White way. Movie. Yeah, well, no, she like becomes his <laughs> love Not in Vanna White's world. <laughs> 
Yeah, but her father, Zeus, is played by somebody that's really big, too. I can't remember who it Liam is. Liam Neeson. I was going to say Christopher Walken. <gasps> oh, Christopher Walken's a very good choice. Yeah. Anyway. Christopher Plummer. Christopher. R.I.P. All the Christophers. All the Christophers. They're played by a series of Christophers. Yes. <laughs> it's a multi-Christopher ensemble cast. Yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to the further cross-examination. Okay. So, do you want to know some random personal shit about Sarah Jessica Parker? I do. Because we've, as always, we've gone off the rails. Okay, so in 2000, mm -hmm. SJP hosted the MTV Movie Awards. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like mid-Sex in the City. Yeah, this is when she's like, I have arrived. And she had multiple outfit changes. I love her. Okay. So, was it 8, 12, 14, or 18 outfit oh changes? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Also, many. I'm gonna go with 14. Yes. Really? Good job. Oh, that was totally by the skin of my teeth. Celebratory sip. Good job. I honestly did not know the answer to that. Well, you I got it like, right. Now I want to like look up every single one of those, though. I mean, imagine oh. the changes in 2000. Like and a dress over jeans. Imagine for sure. having one of our famous parties, but like it's not even a come as your favorite Sarah Jessica Parker. It's a come as your favorite Sarah Jessica Parker at this particular 2000s MTV Ooh. music video awards. You only invite 14 people. Oh. Everybody's got to be assigned or pick outfit. their own outfit. Ooh. That would be fun, right? Yeah, we could do a little fashion show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Let's do it. Okay. So at our fashion show, we're going to wear her perfume. Oh, she has a perfume. She does. I'm going to ask you what it's called. White Oleander. No, that's the name of a book, which is a good book. A little soapy, but it's still good. Like bitter? Yes. You should not eat it. That was my mistake. <laughs> do not eat the book. Or soap. I don't recommend eating books or soap. Not but a they good smell thing. so good. They do. All right. So is her perfume called sexy, fashionable, or lovely? I'm going to go with lovely because she's a classy lady. Yes, it is called lovely. Yeah. Good job. Two for two. Celebratory sip. She just doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would describe herself publicly as sexy or fashionable. Like she has more modesty than that. So lovely? I think lovely, yeah, because lovely can be a character. What does that perfume smell like? Loveliness. Which is? It smells like white oleanders. Okay, that's fair. It smells like white diamonds. White diamonds, yes. All right, last last question okay. about her random personal life. Oh, actually, no, second to last question. I'm going to ask you about her romantic life in a second. Oh, God, okay. Right, hold on, hold on. All right, so she, during the height of Sex in the City, she represented a... Um, clothing line and people were very upset because they're like, this is not Carrie Bradshaw-ish. Hmm. Okay. So was, was that clothing? Talbots? No, not Talbots and not Chico's. <laughs> was that fashion line from TJ Maxx? Okay. The Gap? Mm. Marshalls? Or hmm. Old Navy? Ooh. What year is this? Um, 2000. I'm going to go with Old Navy. Okay. Why? I feel like I remember seeing those commercials. You're wrong. Really? Yes. Was she not Drink. in some Old Navy commercials? No, it was The Gap, mm. which is the better Old Navy. Yeah, but same family. They Yeah, because they're all owned. In yeah. Banana Republic. Yeah. They're Banana all owned Republic, by yeah. the same thing, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. I would not I would not associate those with Sarah Jessica Parker. Maybe for like just sitting at home kind of yeah. easy breezy look, you know? Cover girl? Yes. Okay. Maybelline. So her romantic life. So you know she's married to Matthew Broderick. Yes. And They've been married for a long time. A really long time. Mm -hmm. Like two like decades? Like since 1997. They've been yeah, married okay. a long time. They've got three kids together. Nice. Mm -hmm. But before she married him, she was romantically linked to several big names. So I want you to tell me true or false. 
So we're talking like during the 90s now. 80s, 90s, yeah. Because she would have been pretty, she would have been fairly young when she married Matthew Broderick. She was, yeah. She was like early 30s when she married him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I would have still said like mid-20s. No. Mm-mm. How old is she? She's 55. I can't do math right now. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. When, <laughs> when can you ever? Oh, wait, okay. We so all know I'm the algebra expert on this podcast. She's 55. Okay, so 80s and 90s. That means in 2000, she would have been 34. Mm-hmm. So in 1997, she would have been 31. Yeah, because the women in the okay, show were in yeah, their yeah. 30s. They were actually like age-appropriately cast. Which is also weird to me, no, because it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. They always seem older to me. I think that's because of how people have like styled themselves has changed a lot in 20 years. It's partially styling. It's partially also that I, when I'm into something, mm-hmm. but I'm into it during the time when it comes out, it gets yeah, frozen in time. Yeah. And so in my head, like I'm still like 17. Mm-hmm. When you in reality, you're 22. Age. Yeah. It's, so things, a lot has happened a lot in has the happened. last five a years. A lot has happened. Okay. In the last five years since Sex and the City came so out. So I want you to tell me true or false. Was she linked to these different men? Okay. Robert Downey Jr. Did she date him? I could see that. But is it Even true or false? Even just briefly. I'm going to say true. Okay, good job. Celebratory oh, wow, okay. for you. Matthew McConaughey. No. She was in a movie with him, but I don't think she was romantically He was also on Sex and the City. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was in the L.A. episode. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Playing himself. Basically, yeah. an exaggerated version of himself. No, I mean... He was literally Matthew McConaughey. Yes. She was meeting with Matthew McConaughey. But he was an exaggerated and Matthew then he, McConaughey. And he like solicits her for sex. Yeah, and she's like, no thanks. Yeah, which was a great, that was a great movie. But did she date him in real life? No. Okay, good job. You're right, celebratory slip. John F. Kennedy Jr. Yes. Okay, reasoning. Because I can see it happening. You're right. Take a celebratory slip. This is the best I've ever done on any of our quizzes. I know, you're I've gotten one wrong it. the entire time. Will Arnett. Ooh, Yes. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. You're wrong. Oh, Take a sip. But he did guest star on Sex and the City. He did, yeah. And he played a boyfriend of Miranda who liked to have weird public sex. Yeah. And that was his that's fetish. Where, and, and his parents walked yes, in on they them. Yes, He just keeps going while he's looking at them. Yes, and it he was looks very at them while he comes. Yeah, there was a still of it that I saw. It was very, very, very uncomfortable. And it was, yes, it was weird. <laughs> Even though he's pretending oh. because it's acting. Was he, though? Well, who knows? So that's it for my cross-examination. So, you know what? Good job. Thank you. You really that, killed I did, it today. Good job. You did well. So, jurors, you've got some stiff competition here. And so, not turned on by Sarah Jessica Parker. Or Will Arnett getting it off. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. So, we want to know if you did better than Topher. And you have to be honest. Because we will lie. know if you like. We will know. We will know. We will know. And Ghost Gavel will pummel you in your sleep. That's a new thing. Thanks, Wait. I just got it today. Thanks. Oh, cool. Delivered by HelloFresh. <laughs> HelloFresh, for all your ghost gavel needs. This isn't a commercial. It's still part of the show. Because you can't eat it, so it's not really fresh. But it will say hello before it hits you on the head. HelloFresh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yes, know. that's their song. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. that's how they I go. Thought, I thought so, yeah. Let's finish this. Let's yeah. finish this bad boy. I'm enjoying this wine. I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah, it's good. It's really nice. I think we're kind of spoiling what we're going to, what our verdict will be. But oh, they don't know. Oh, they don't know. They don't, we are arbitrary. We are so random. Are we going to judge it based on like our distaste for Carrie Bradshaw? Mm. Oh, you know what? I was just thinking. Okay. If Kim Cattrall is not going to be in this new reboot. Yes. She might appreciate us throwing her a bone. Kim so, Cattrall, or you a boner, deserve it. Am I right? <laughs> 
Throw me a bone. So she should totally come and do like voiceovers for us for our podcast. Yes, I do like her voice. You know, she's in that new show. What new show? What's it called? It's basically where she is. It's it's on Hulu right now. Okay. So her husband Mm -hmm. dies Mm -hmm. under mysterious circumstances. Uh Uh-oh. And they're televangelists. It's called Filthy Rich. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a perfect role for her. Yeah. She's the televangelist's wife, and she takes over the network. Ooh. And her children are doing their televangelist thing, but it's a very corrupt family. They're basically Christian She's mafia. Like Tammy Faye Baker kind of style? Yes. Okay. That sounds excellent for Kim Cattrall. I will say this. It's not a great show. However, it is a <sighs> really fun show. That's fine. That's yeah. fair. And every episode that is named after... That could kind of be our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> not a great show, but a fun, fun show. show. Yeah. We're not like regular great shows. We're a fun, fun show. show. But no, I, I would say it's worth checking out. It's, it's okay, a fun check it out. Kind of thing. She wears a lot of furs. She drinks a lot. I don't see a problem with any of this. Kim Cattrall, come on She's down. She's very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. She finds out. So the, the premise of it is that, you know, her husband has died, but then okay. she finds out that he was having affairs with mm. all these other women. And so when he dies, there's all these other children, grown children <gasps> who show up to claim parts of the estate. Okay. So now she's trying to like get them into the cult okay. with her so that she doesn't awesome. have to share the money. Yeah. So while you finish your glass of wine, just a little fun fact about Kim Cattrall. She's born in Canada. And she's English, right? She grew up in England. Okay. So that kind of explains like her no, enunciation choices. It doesn't. I think it kind of does. It doesn't. Oh, I think she has fun with us. I don't think it does. Okay, you need to finish your mind, bud. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, if you had to choose between being Miranda or Charlotte, who would you be? Probably. Oh, God. You know what? No, that's easy. I would choose being Charlotte because. Okay. Tell me why. I don't have the energy to live Samantha's life. That wasn't the option. Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Or Charlotte. No, Miranda. 100%. Okay. Why? Because she is responsible. Uh Uh-huh. She makes really good money. She Uh owns her own home. She does? So does Charlotte. Yep. Mm, Does she really, though? Oh, okay. No, because I don't want to be saddled with this constant need to to be a perfect wife and have a husband and children. That's not Miranda is also married and also has a child. She, but she's not, she doesn't feel the need for that. She could leave them at any moment. She really could. And I hope she does in the new series. Oh my God. Finish your drinks, sir. I'll do it at my own pace. Who would you be? Your choices are Carrie and Samantha. Oh God. You gave me an impossible choice. I know. Honestly, I'd have to say Samantha just because she's more independent and she makes her own rules. And you want to find your Lawrence of your own labia? Oh, God, no. Samantha would, like, she tires me out just thinking of her and, like, her exploits. I'm like, that's just too much. It's too much. But I would not want to be, oh, no. Time for the verdict. All right, verdict. What's our verdict? Are we going to say it on the count of three? Okay. All right, so for the charges against you, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. In the order of true crimes against wine. And. With um, your in vivo ex- SJP Sarah Jessica Parker Sauvignon Blanc 2019 Marlboro Wine of New Zealand. We find you. One, two, two three. Not, not guilty. guilty. Good job. Uh, beautiful wine, girl. You did good. I you appreciate did real it. Real good. So, Sarah Jessica Parker, we would love it if you would follow us on Instagram and Facebook at True Crimes Against Wine. Or if you if you're more into email, that's cool. We get that to you. Yeah. 
truecrimeskinswine at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Tell us how much you love all the shit we said about sex in the city. Maybe loan me some shoes. I'll put them in my oven. And breathe. (laughs) At 350. Yes. For 15 minutes. We will gladly eat your shoes in a shoe lasagna, Sarah Jessica Parker. That's the bottom line. (laughs) Who has the fetish now? Topher. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 